if you can imagine have the podcast of your competitor and switch your face to their name or vice versa like if it looks good then I would consider twice about it. Like, is it that unique? You know, what do they say about a brand? A brand is something that people say about yeah. your business when you leave the room and your podcast is going to reflect that. <laughs> so it needs to be aligned so much so. So that is one of the reasons why the name is really important and you need to take the time to actually sit with it and think about it. How are you differentiating yourself from the competition? listening to the Wildfire Purpose Podcast, helping you spread your purpose like wildfire. I'm your host, Hannah Pillow. Okay, yes, we are live and I can see the comments, amazing. Okay, so hi everyone. This is Hannah Pillow. I am hosting a very special guest today. Uh, she is a branding expert who has worked for so many amazing companies. And Martha just has such a way with design. I'm like obsessed with everything that I see her doing on Facebook. Hi, Martha. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Would you like to give a little bit of a recap of where it is that you've worked and what it is that is your expertise in your own world? Sure. I am a luxury brand strategist and I help people rebrand, master their positioning and become magnetic. I call what I do like professional matchmaking. So I help my business clients articulate what they do, what their magic was, their superpower and who they do it for. So on the other side, their dream clients listen in and know that this message is for them. So that's mm -hmm. why I call it matchmaking. My background is I'm a trained designer. I went to design school and I also have a master's in marketing for luxury goods. And I work for companies like Cartier, like Maison Kaiser, like Dr. Smooth and Moleskin. I was in charge of the retail operation for marketing side and events. So I come from 10 years in in marketing management, managing up mm. to $8 million a year in revenue, 20 restaurants. And it was really fun. And I started my consultancy two years ago and I work with uh, coaches, consultants, and um, service providers that are high ticket. And I help them brand themselves. We do the strategy and also the design side. And I'm also doing naming. It's an offer that I've been doing behind the scenes that I've never publicly promoted. So it's super cool that we get to talk about one of my favorite things to do, which is the brand naming. Yes, exactly. And if anyone didn't know this before, um, Martha actually helped me with the name of the Wildfire Purpose podcast production company. Uh, we brainstormed together. She gave me some of her tips for naming. And I'm like so happy with the results of that. <laughs> So you shouted. A lot of people think that Martha did my logo, but no, she didn't do my logo. That that's my logo, but she did help with the brand name. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so we are here today to talk about how to name your podcast, and it might seem like such a trivial thing because I feel like a lot of times when we naming something, we take it as an afterthought. But we're here to discuss why it's so important to give it that extra thought before saying this is the name of my podcast. So I'm going to start off with letting Marta tell us a little bit about your seven 
factors for a good brand name. And we're going to integrate that into how that works into naming your podcast as well. So I'm going to start with the brand side of the naming, and then we can then jump in between, right? To how to adjust it for podcast, which is your son of genius. I'll just jump right in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the first thing is for it to be differentiated so that it does stand out from the competitors. If you can imagine have the podcast of your competitor and switch your face to their name or vice versa. Like if you grab your name and put someone else's face to it, if it looks good, then I would consider twice about it. Like, is it that unique, right? Is it that unique to be differentiated? I always joke about the two jewelry brands I really like, and they one of them rebranded, the other one rebranded as well. And now they again look the same. And it sucks because if you took take the website and remove the name and put the other name, it totally makes sense and it doesn't look off. And I think mm -hmm. there's a red flag. So how are you differentiating yourself from the competition? Mm, absolutely. I love that. And I think this leads into a very important fact uh, with podcast naming is that a lot of people think they have to put what they do in the podcast name. So they have to put coaching mm. in the podcast name or marketing in the podcast name. And that's not actually true. The trick here is to use your show notes and your keywords to explain what your podcast is about and your trailer. But the name itself does not need to include those words. And if you are going to do that, your podcast is going to look and sound like every other marketing and business podcast because there's a limit to how much we can do with those words, right? Absolutely. I think descriptive names are great at some point, right? But then they're super uh, not great at others because it doesn't help you differentiate. The second thing I will say for brand names that is really important is how brief they are. Like if you're creating a super long name, it's very hard for people to remember it. They're going to start abbreviating it. And sometimes the abbreviations don't work for you. Like maybe they're detrimental, right? So having a brief name is really important too. <laughs> And this is where we say that we break our own rules sometimes because with Wildfire Purpose, um, I, I do shorten it to Wildfire Purpose, although the full name is Wildfire Purpose Podcast Productions. <laughs> And that's a bit long. That's a bit lengthy. That breaks the rule. Um, and how we're going to relate that back to podcasting again is I like to use the rule of three for podcasting, which again, I broke that rule with my own podcast coming out <laughs> at the end of the month, which is called the Wildfire Purpose Podcast. And we just went up to four there. <laughs> But I think we can ignore duh, right? We're gonna, we're gonna. Sometimes the rules are okay to be broken. I feel like, uh, you know, their rules are there for a reason and they're helpful. And sometimes it works to break them. I have clients that we've broken them and then we've created amazing stuff. So yes, rules are great. It's good to cover your basis. It's good to at least be mindful when you're breaking them on purpose, if that makes sense. So yes, yeah. ideally a brand uh, should have four syllables or less. <laughs> so, so that yours, yeah, it's a little longer, right? Mine is my personal name. A, a lot of brand experts will tell you, do not use your personal name for my brand because it's a luxury brand. A lot of luxury brands have personal names. If you think of like Cartier, it's a personal name. If you think of Tiffany's, it's a personal name. So there's a lot of, you know, Corcoran is Barbara Corcoran's. I'm, I'm in their office right now. So Corcoran is Barbara Corcoran's last name. So in the end, yes, rules are there for a reason. And then we can break them if that makes sense for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's it. When you are doing this whole thing of, okay, I need to name something 
and I think we're going to get into this a little bit more later, but when you are aligning something to your brand, your business, and your brand is essentially an extension of yourself, right? So it all needs to align and come under the same umbrella. So whether you need to, you know, break a few rules to do that, maybe you are a rule breaker at heart, for example. <laughs> yeah. And can I do the first uh the, the number one thing we said that was differentiated. The third one is appropriate, right? So being appropriate is really important. Like when you hear it, you're like, ah, totally, that could, I can connect that to what it does. But no, not so descriptive. So it sounds generic, right? Like I think a common mistake is choosing a name that doubles as a descriptor because we think, oh, that way people will understand it immediately. Yes, but that's not a really strong name. A really strong name is something that probably doesn't give us a clue to what it is connected, like Apple, right? But it feels right. Like for us now, like we're so into it. There's this uh, water that we talked about. I think I, I told you, right? And it was just like something that you maybe would never connect to water. Now I'm blinking on the name, which that's so funny because I'm mentioning them. Uh, I can't remember the name of that. Either. I will, I will come back to it, <laughs> but it's so funny. Cause I'm like, it's so great. And I'm not remembering it, but it was about like death. So like you wouldn't think of water and that, and yet they've created a name for themselves because it was something so different. So yes, it's important to be appropriate. And also again, it doesn't have to be like Martha Garza brand strategy, consulting, coaching, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like, this is all the things I do. Um, I'm actually building an agency right now and we just started the trademarking process and yeah, there's a little hint in the name, which I cannot say yet, but is not fully there and that is okay. So you also can have a name that maybe people don't connect immediately, but then when you explain, it's beautiful. One of my mentors, his agency name is Finian and Finian is like Finier in French. It's a compass in a Nordic language, which I don't remember now. So it's like, he's a compass. He helps get things done. It's such a great name. And his name starts with an F. So Fabian of Finian just makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And he created this word, right? This is kind of a good brand name because as much as it is not descriptive, it's really appropriate. Hmm. I love that term of like appropriateness. And it just um, reminds me of one of my clients' uh, latest podcast, which just dropped recently. Um, and that was Selling Chocolate by Carly Jo Bell. And we actually had a conversation about the name and she felt like that name was right for her. And I absolutely 100% agree because if you go and listen to the podcast, if you read the podcast show notes, you'll actually understand how well that name connects with her brand and is an extension of her brand. And it just makes sense. Absolutely. I love uh, Carly's name because it totally is not the same as the company, but it totally connects with the story, right? With who she is, with how she sells and how she teaches others to sell. I'm actually chatting with her in two days about her podcast. I'm, so, I'm excited. Yay. And I feel like it, she's done a really good job about changing the name, making something that is intriguing, like it's cookie, like you want to learn more and yet uh, still so connected to her storyline. So that's really important. That's when we talk about appropriate and making sense, right? It doesn't yeah. mean your business and your podcast have the same name. Yeah. The number four thing is easy to spell. So when you're putting your name into a spelling contest, you can introduce more confusion among your customers, right? and make your brand difficult to access. I don't know if you noticed, I think 10 years ago, so it was a huge thing to remove a letter from the name. So we got Flickr, we have Tumblr, and like 
they're cool, right? And I now they become such part of how we name things is one of the the actually the naming uh, paths I go through with my clients is one of the ways we name. But sometimes it makes it hard for people. Sometimes it's easy though. I, one of my mentors, his company is called The Future with no E, so The Future. Um, <laughs> and I have to tell people like, it's a future with no E. So it's so funny because now I'm like used to saying, it's a future with no E. It's kind of how I introduce myself because my, my Instagram is Martha Christina. So I have to tell people, Martha Christina, Martha with an H, Christina with no H, because that's how I'm named. But like the same with your brand, like is it going to make it hard for people to spell? Are they going to be lost when they're looking for you? Imagine you meet someone at an event and then you tell them and then they're like, how do I write this? And it makes it harder, right? So yeah, definitely. I think that definitely translates to your podcast as well. Um, perfectly. Like I don't need to add anything. In fact, I just want to Google a podcast I listened to today, which name was, I want to see if it actually comes up. It does. It's number one. Okay. So it actually does come up. So here's the trick with this podcast. So she used dot, dot, dot in the name of the podcast. Ah. Um, but with the way she, she did it for Google search, you don't have to actually type the dot, dot, dot in there. So you could just okay, type the name of the podcast and it comes up and there's these little things that you can do behind the scenes with the SEO and the keywords to actually make yourself more findable and easy to find, especially with your podcast. That is something you want to do. You want to make it easy to spell. Yes. But I, for podcasting as well, I say is that you also want to be using your name in your show notes, in your you know, show description. You just want to keep repeating that. So when people Google, they don't know, they forget the name of your podcast and like Hannah Pillow podcast, what comes up? Hannah Pillow's podcast comes up. Of course. And that's <laughs> super smart. And like, again, like it doesn't have to be right on the, on the name of the show. It could be everywhere else and brings them back together. Exactly how you were saying about do what you do can be in the show notes. It can be everywhere else. It can be in your intro. It doesn't have to be in the name because we don't want to oversaturate it. Exactly. Um, I just had to Google Hannah Pillow podcast to make sure that what I said <laughs> was true and it is true. <laughs> Great. The number five tip is that it should be satisfying to pronounce or like we would love to pronounce it. I know that sounds funny, right? But there's names that we love to say, like it has a good mouth feel, you know, like it just feels yummy in your mouth when you're saying it. That's one of the most, the reasons uh, why Smuckers is a success, you know, the jams here in the U.S. Oh, we because, talked about that. <laughs> yes, because Smuckers is like, ah, oh, feels good to say it. There's another thing you mentioned about in Australia. What was the name of the snack? Golden Smackaroos. It's actually in South Africa. I'm oh, not sure if it's on Australia, but Golden Smackaroos. Yeah, it's, um, so it's like little coated bite-sized fish um, that you deep fry. And they call it golden smackaroos. And it just sounds like so amazing to say. <laughs> yeah, you just want to say smackaroo. It's just so pretty. So this is the thing we're also thinking, right? Like what could be fun maybe to, for, your, for your audience to pronounce that it would be something that stays. Snapples, for example, is another example of like snapples, smuckers. Like it's such a fun thing and you want to say it. So smackaroo is another one. So what could be <laughs> a fun thing, a satisfying thing to pronounce? Yeah. And that could be a bit of a thought bubble, which I think we're going to get to when we get to like giving you tactical steps to actually name your podcast. Um, because, you know, actually 
thinking about all these things. Oh my God, there's so many things I need to think about. But there's actually, you know, a sit down exercises you can do to make sure that you are naming your podcast to something that feels right for you, but also for your brand and business as well. Absolutely. Um, I think the next tip I'll give or the, the other point I have is it allows for brand play. So it's just creative in a way that you can connect it to your bigger picture brand message with the storytelling, with the graphics, with the PR, with the ads. And I think again, big shout out to Carly here too, because she was able to connect it again to the way that she teaches selling, which in a way she talks about selling chocolate, not broccoli, and she can you know go into more of that. But she brought it into one of the key brand messages and the way that she's also executed is beautiful. You see her with a big bar of chocolate biting to it and it's super cute. And it's very memorable. So yes. a good brand name allows some of the play with it. I love like Whole Foods had this really cool campaign about Whole Foods, Whole This, Whole That. And like, again, they're using their name and connecting it to a creative campaign. So what can you have that you can turn into a creative campaign? I had one of my old jobs as a marketing manager for this big vegan chain. And we were selling this thing with maca powder. And we were like, have better sex. That was the promise of the product because maca is supposed to help with your sex performance. And it was just really cool to connect something that maybe wasn't what you were thinking. And it has a lot of creativity, right? Like how to connect that, how to play with the names. We also had our smoothie, our smoothies where the name brand was smooth, S-M-O-O-D. So we called them smoothies, S-M-O-O-D-Y-S. So it was mispronounced, but it was a, a play with the name of the company and with the product. So how can you get playful and connected to a bigger message story in a way that is fun and memorable? I love that so much. It's actually thinking, and um, little spoiler alert for everyone out there, is I am actually, so I'm launching a podcast <laughs> at the end of this month, but I'm also launching a private podcast much sooner than that. <laughs> and the name of the po private podcast is something that fits so well with what you're just saying with brand play. Um, so while my main podcast is the name of my company, Wildfire Purpose, uh, because I just wanted it to like instantly connect because that one is strictly for my business. This one is a bit more of a playful name and it's going to be called Your Stories to Sales Podcasting. Yeah, and that's a play on a new marketing strategy that I am going to be leaning into for my own business as well. So that's a new branding that my business is coming into because that's what my business is all about. It's about telling stories, connecting your stories in a way that you humanly sell. You connect your emotions on your podcast to your, your stories, to your emotions, to your podcast audience. And you sell easily in that way because we are in a new age of selling. And so that's how I'm like stories to sales podcasting is going to be what it's all about on the private podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we are emotional beings. 95% of our buying decisions come from emotions. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that is really cool that you're tapping into because it's really how we always bought. I think now people are being more um, mindful of it, but that hasn't, yeah, that's been for centuries. That's how we buy it. Then we convince ourselves why we did it based on emotion and based on who we want to be seen as, which is really, yeah. really cool. Um, so the last tip on like how to build a name, it's that it has to be legally defensible, Ooh. which means that you want to make sure 
that your customers don't, are not confused by your sounding alike other names or trademarks. So if your name is similar in any way, like I'm even a, as I'm registering my agency, like there was one that was different, but might be seen as slightly similar. And my lawyer said, hey, this might be an issue here. She's like, I'm going to contest it. I think they're completely different entities and you're building something completely different, but this might come up, right? So check with your lawyers, check with the USPTO. Hey, I am putting all my eggs in this basket for naming, right? I'm going to work with someone amazing like Hannah that's going to do all the CEO work, all the production for us and is making sure it ranks. And then imagine you cannot register that name. So make sure that your name is legally defensible uh, Mm -hmm. so you can actually own it. Yeah. And that's another thing when it comes to your podcast. Um, so not legally defensible, but you want to just research to make sure that there's no other podcast named what you're thinking of naming your podcast. Um, so for example, my podcast, the Refreshingly Human podcast started off as the only Refreshingly Human podcast. Um, but now since I've started, uh, someone else came up with a Refreshingly Human podcast and we were discussing this Um that my name of my podcast was so aligned and made so much of sense. <laughs> but when we looked at their podcast, we we're like, why are you refreshing? Like a real estate company. Like what does that have to do with like, you know, <laughs> it made no sense. So I'm still like very findable on Google, um, thankfully. And yeah, but when you're starting off, you definitely want to do that little check to make sure that you are naming your podcast, something that is not out there already. Um, but also, I would also say as a producer and a creator of a podcast, if something is out there with your name, if it's not too big, if it's, a, so we have a lot of pod fades, if it's not too big, if it's not easily findable, if it's faded out, don't worry about it. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah. So I love that because actually I just renamed the client and we found a small, tiny company in another language that was using a name, but it was outdated. There was not much that .com was available. So in the end, I told her, you know what? It's not legally protected in the US. They're using it in a tiny thing with like 300 followers that hasn't been used in a while. Uh, We just bought the .com. So it's available. And she was like, I'm fully in. I love the name. I will own it. And our SEO is going to work it out. Like we're going to be the top, you know, because it's this just one tiny thing using it a couple of years ago. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Like in the end, if there's no register of it, if there's a small thing that was not used in years, you can totally own it. Yeah. Your name is a part of the branding of your podcast. So you going to, your brand is going to be completely different at the end of the day. So like the, I think Refreshing the Human is a great example of two podcasts with the same name, uh, one being much bigger than the other. It's a great okay. example. <laughs> Amazing. So those were the seven points, right? So now what we're going to jump into next is giving you some tactical steps to sit down and start naming your podcast. Um, So I actually worked with Martha on some exercises to name this brand uh, and I found them so, so helpful. So my first tip to anyone who's naming absolutely anything is to do a brain dump of all the ideas because sometimes we come up with the first idea and we think, oh my God, that's amazing. And once we actually do a brain dump of, I would say even up to 30 to 50 names, you actually come to something a lot more unique, a lot more you, a lot more niched at the end. So if I had to show you all the names I had for this company from the first one to Wildfire Purpose, you wouldn't even believe that I was naming the same company. Yeah. 
I remember some of your first ones and there's nothing wrong with it, right? I think that's the number one thing. I love that you said that just come up with like a hundred and don't judge yourself for it because some of them, I'm not going to be great. What I always tell my clients is start writing really bad names. That way you're not feeling the pressure. Like we're all good at writing bad names. So first start with putting really bad names out there. Then put names that you're interested in or old ideas you had, right? Write down as much names as you want. I will also tell you not to take it to a poll. Don't go to strangers and say, hey guys, which they are really good intention. Are they there? Are they your target market? No. Is your family your target market? No. Is your partner your target market? Don't. No. So as much as they're coming with great intentions and love, even you're like business besties, sometimes they're going to not know exactly what the right name is because they're not your business. So that will bring that out first. Second, um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to get it right the first time. Like Hannah said, it's a process and you'll get there. I have clients that we've taken a month to create the name. I have mm-hmm. clients that we've done it in a week. It really depends. Actually, this recent uh, client that we just got the, the green light for her name we struggle, y'all. It wasn't easy. And I'm an expert at this. This is what I do for a living. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go find a balcony to jump off because it was really hard. And now she's in love with the name. So sometimes it takes longer than we want. And that's okay. I will say yes, do the, the brain dump. The other thing is I always ask my clients, do a list of how you want to make your clients feel. Because sometimes we don't think feelings are important. We're like, oh, it has to be a good name and blah, blah. Think of the feelings you want to make them feel. Think of the impact you want to create in their lives. Think of their after. What's the transformation that you're bringing into their lives? Think of the words you would describe that as. Um, and then I am actually creating a naming guide, which is exciting. I think in a couple of months, it's going to be out. I'm going to put a pressure on myself for it. But I love this. Like I call it the onion exercise. So we start with like one word that it's important to us. Either it's a feeling I want to create. It's something that is related to our brand. And then we've come up with five words that are connected to it. They don't have to be connected to a brand. So we start with one word, we come up with five words, which is one of those words, we come up with five words, which is one of those words, we come up with five words, which is one of those. So it's like peeling an onion, right? So we ended up with 30 words that might be really useful. And then we get to connect it to the main story. Sometimes we're like, that doesn't even like connect. But from there, we can find the scripter. We can find the new idea that, I don't know, like maybe you have a flower shop and you're like, well, flowers make me happy. And when I'm happy, I like have a good morning. It could be good morning, you know, the name of the flower shop. And you're like, I would have never thought of good morning being connected to flowers. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, you know, actually flowers bring me so much joy that because of flowers, I have a good morning. One of my clients, and this is not the name I created, she created it and I think it's beautiful. Her company's called Zero Mondays because she does coaching for career, career coaching for people that want um, to have a job they love. So Mondays don't exist, right? So her oh my God. Zero Mondays. Yeah. I love, I love that. that. <laughs> That's amazing. She's in the UK, I love her business and her work. And working with her on building strategy and the design was so freaking fun because Zero Mondays was such a playful brand that we got to do really cool stuff with. But yet, again, like you fall in love with the name and you, you want to learn more because it's just so beautiful and magical. Double pressure on yourself. Start with bad names. Uh, start even playing. Like I always do this exercise with my clients. I tell them, tell them to name something that is not their brand. So create a brand for a dog grooming business. Create a brand for like <laughs> something that is not even close to what you do. Why? Because we take the pressure off, right? And then we get to be like exercising our creative brain. You could also invite people that either work with you, your team members, and like 
do a, a roundtable of ideas. Miro boards are great. So if you're not familiar with Miro, Miro.com. I love them. I do all my workshops there. All my clients already know this. Um, but Miro is great. And you can have your people, your team come and say, hey, this is for your input. I'm not making you choose anything. I just want ideas. So setting the baseline for them is important. And then start with these exercises, but don't do them alone. Do them with two or three people that work with you. My team is like six people. So now we're like naming stuff for my new programs that I'm going to be launching. And it was cool to have like my marketing manager and my ops person and my uh, director of operations, like talking of ideas and this is how I'm going to call it. How does it resonate? And this is that. So yes, I am an expert on this. And of course, having someone that works for you and with you is also helpful. So do the onion exercise, do the brand names exercise and do the feeling impact and uh, transformation and get a lot of words out of you. Because like Hannah said, it's not about judging in the beginning. It's about generating, right? And then narrow it down, narrow it down. In the end, the stakeholder, like the leader, the founder is the one that will make the, the last choice. Not everyone will be happy. Uh, you're going to have a lot of also like, that's a weird name. Okay, they're not you. And it's for you to choose. You're always going to find people that do not like it and people that mm. will love it. So. And you... You create the story around it, right? That that name that you decide, you create that story that goes with your brand name, with your podcast name. Uh, what I just wanted to add on to that is, first of all, love the onion method. It totally, totally reminds me of Shrek. <laughs> Ogres are like onions. <laughs> um, but yes, what I would say is something that I did when I named this company is uh, very similar to your onion method is I thought of the concept that I want wanting my company to reflect. So it wants to reflect passion and spreading that passion and, you know, working with people who have a very high passion for what they do, who actually want to like spread their purpose like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I did was I, I kind of went onto a thesaurus and I started looking up all these different synonyms for purpose and passion and spreading. Spreading was one of the words. And eventually I I came to wildfire and I was like, that's the word. That's the word I want in my marketing. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. I think playing with synonyms, it's such a cool way. That's also how I get my clients' values done. And I I recommend actually a a website called Word Hippo, like a hippopotamus. So wordhippo.net, I think, or .com. It's so fun because it gives you a word that you would never think of as synonyms. So go check it out. It's super cool. Amazing. Yeah. There's so, so many valuable things that Martha has directed us to here. And I'm definitely going to be checking those out. We spoke about a lot today. We gave you so many recommendations of how to go about naming your brand and your podcast and aligning your brand and your podcast, which is something that is something that I actually do in my business. That's what Wildfire Purpose is all about. We about aligning your brand, your business into your podcast so that you are creating an umbrella a podcast that's going to properly reflect yourself and your business in the way that you want it because I always say we spend so much of time and energy creating these beautiful brands and we want our podcast to reflect that and this is just a speciality of mine it's something that I do it's something that I love and the name is the first step Uh, and like you said Martha a lot of my clients they'll come to the first meeting with a name that they think they want and they'll go away and be like let me sit with that let me think about that and we come back to a whole new name and 
they realize how important the name is after they plan the entire podcast out. They realize that maybe that's not the right connection for this and they want to go back to it. Totally. And I think uh, I love what you said about bringing their story. And then also, I think podcast is such a like long game, like the strategy, right? Like it stays longer, it lingers longer. So what a cool way, like you said, to showcase all the brand work you did. Because I think with my clients, right, we work together for one to three months on building mm -hmm. a brand and making sure all the pieces are there and all the communication is there. And sometimes I sit those brands sit, right? Like they mm -hmm. don't go and, and work from them or like they're beautiful and they're in a corner <laughs> in their offices <laughs> and they're like doing other things. And I feel like the podcast is such a great medium to kind of expand upon. Yes. Yes, so much so. It's it's like my clients come to me to build a podcast that is based on their business. Most most of the time it's based on their business, it's based on their message. And your business, like, you know, what do they say about a brand? A brand is something that people say about you when you leave the room, what they say about yeah. your business when you leave the room. And your podcast is going to reflect that. <laughs> so it needs to be aligned so much so. So that is one of the reasons why The name is really important and you need to take the time to actually sit with it and think about it. Even if you sign up with a producer like myself and you come to your first meeting and you don't have a name, that's absolutely fine. None of my clients had a name when they came to their first meeting. <laughs> It's something you need to think about. So I get Martha and I both have some exciting things to share with you. So I know Martha, you've been working on something really exciting. Would you like to? Yes. I'm super excited. So I, I normally work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I'm like a full-on service provider. I did some workshops in December. That was the first time I did one too many. I've always worked with my clients. Yeah, like in person, right? Like personally. And it's very high-touch service. And this year, I knew I wanted to bring out more support for people that couldn't afford yet to work with us. That hopefully they work with us later in the year or in coming years. Um, but yeah, working with us is... $15,000 and up. And I know that that's a high investment for a lot of people. And I really know how much the value of brand brings to people's businesses. So I actually had a, a client that he's been in business for three, four years and he just rebranded with us. And he's like, Martha, I just shared a rebrand. I got booked three sales calls, one with a pretty big company, just because of how legit we look, our positioning, our messaging at some point, And we look so legit and we're speaking directly to them that they're like, this is who we need to work with. And that's exactly what we do. So what I'm launching is called the Lux Brand Lab. And what we're going to do is help you create a luxury brand step-by-step step with me. So I'm going to guide you through my whole framework that is three parts. We're going to have a private Facebook. There's going to be only going to be 20 spots and five spots on VIP, which means you also get calls with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so yeah, I'm excited because also it's going to be like one-fifth or like what people pay. So it's the beta. So it's only going to be $2,000 for a whole month working with us on your brand. And I'm going to give all the participants a little brand book um, template. They're going to fill out of all the exercises and outcomes they have from our workshops. And they're going to walk away with their own little brand book, which is exciting. And the price tag for the program is really crazy low right now because I really want to prove the concept. The workshops went really great. I got emails from people saying like, 
I learned so much. It's changed. This blew my mind away. Like people that were trained designers, I have no idea on the strategic side. And they were like, this is incredible. This is what's so valuable. So I want to help people and create a container. I'm going to have office hours with them. So anyway, that's coming. I'm super excited to launch it. I'm going to be doing a workshop on how to build your value-based brands. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be in March. If you go to my page, you can sign up for the for being on the wait list for the program. I'm so excited. I have already three people reach out and I haven't said anything about the program. So anyway, this is what really, it's the first launch of my company in anything. So I'm very excited about creating a space where people can, can come and brand with us. And um, I also have brand work, brand naming workshops. So if you want to rename your brand or build a brand name that bigger than your own personal name and build a company around it, we do that too. So those are the two things right now that are coming up. I love it. And I would definitely say like Martha's on my, my list to work with because I am, I have so much of visions for what I want my brand to stand for, what I want people to say when they look at my brand. And I feel like, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job so far of relating that, but I would love to work with someone like Martha to, you know, take it to the next level. Cause you know, that's what we want. Right. And talking about your brand, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm actually launching something brand new that I've been working on. <laughs> and so I am launching a very exclusive group intensive program for the purposeful entrepreneur or the you know the passionate entrepreneur who wants to start a podcast now this is for you if you are someone who has been thinking about starting a podcast for a long time um but you haven't felt motivated to sit down and get it done so it's been on your wish list maybe you even bought that microphone and it's sitting on a shelf somewhere in your house and you like you want to do it but something is stopping you right so I am offering a group intensive program and it's going to be called Stand Out from the Crowd, Your Stories to Sales Podcast Blueprint. It is a two-hour group intensive for the passion-driven entrepreneur, helping you to get clear on your podcast blueprints so that you can be confident that your podcast is going to stand out from the crowd and bring you warm leads easily. And yeah, we are going to be covering all the nitty gritty parts of planning your podcast blueprint. So when you walk away from these sessions, you'll actually be able to feel confident to start recording that podcast you've been putting off for so long. And we have two one hour sessions here and a one month Facebook private group access as well for me to answer all your questions because I want to make sure everyone who comes into this container walks away feeling really confident that their podcast is very well aligned with their business, their brand, their message. And they feel like they have something that's not going to just be that one hit wonder that I know a lot of people are worried about when they're starting their podcasts. I am very excited for your launch and my launch, I think is going to be really fun. I think we speak to the same people really, because when I've, I've been following you for so long, um, you know, I, I stalk people on Facebook <laughs> and I've, I've just been like, I know, I know who your people are because you, you speak so passionately about it. And I'm like, you and I speak to the same person, essentially, you know, we talking to people who have a vision and a brand and a business that is bigger than themselves, you know, and something that when yeah. they start talking about, like when I get a call with my ID client, they light up, their eyes light up 
they can't stop talking about their message. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely need a podcast for this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that so much. Yeah. Like it's so cool too. To for me, most of my clients have been in business for five to I think the one that has been the longest is 30, 35 years. I've rebranded someone after 35 years in business. So most of my clients already are established and they know they need to bring this new level of showing up to their brand. Like you said, like they already know what they're doing. You're doing a great job sharing your message. It's just about these new elevations, this new angle of seeing it. So I love that, you know, what your work is, is pretty much the extension of it, right? Like how to execute it on it. It is. Yes, exactly. And we've, I've even started working with clients who come to me for rebranding of their podcasts. So they want to read, they have an existing podcast and they want to just rebrand it. And, you know, it's all about that alignment. You know, sometimes we start something without the help of a producer and we need an expert's eyes later down the line. And it's just, it's just amazing to, to help people get that extension of their brand (laughs) and align it so beautifully. Well, thank you so much, Martha, for joining me today. This was so much fun. We should do it again sometime. Yes, it was super fun. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope that I have provided you with some insight and value on your podcasting journey. If you know someone who wants to start a business or purpose-aligned podcast, be sure to let them know that this podcast exists. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes so we can reach more people and help us start more purpose-driven podcasts because the world needs more purpose. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Wildfire Purpose Podcast Production. The link is in our show notes. And until next time, go spread your purpose like wildfire.